0: Hey everyone! Welcome to Latin Entertainment as you present support Latina businesses. The show where we interview various businesses across Abia Yala. Also, if you haven't, please join the Facebook group Support Latina Businesses on Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/support-latina-businesses, where you can network with a wide range of people in the pursuit of cooperative economics. Now let's get into this episode. We're interviewing Esperanza from bruja.co.
1: Yeah, so my name is Esperanza. I am the owner of Bruja Co. Bruja Co. is essentially the idea of the, the so from neither here nor there. Um, and that is, you know, going further into inspiring people to um, reclaim their narrative and explore themselves through coffee and art. Um, so something that I like to combine are the arts and coffee because I do believe that arts are fundamentally human um, and that there are ways to move that into an, our everyday lives. Um, and so coffee, I, I'm also a roaster. And so I combine it with that because I want to reimagine what a coffee shop looks like um, as an art space. So I do believe that coffee and chisme is like makes the world go wrong. Um, and it's the premise of all these three things is the premise of community.
0: And so would you mind elaborating on that as in what do you see coffee shops like today or pre- in previous years? And then where would you like to see coffee shops in the future?
1: So I visit coffee shops like no other. Um, so what of like my side passions that i do on my free time is i actually go visit coffee shops pretty frequently um before i almost went every day when i was in the city of chicago so i you know i would go exploring and look for different coffee shops generally speaking i would see mostly like you get your coffee and then you leave (laughs) that's pretty much all you do like you don't really stick around you don't really talk to other people you don't really do much and You know, I do think that we can make it a little bit better um, of making spaces that can be a collaborative environment, um, because historically um, speaking, because I'm also like a music educator and study music history, um, a lot of like these famous pieces or famous works um, were like people collaborated at the coffee shop Um, usually there'd be piano or something along the lines and, you know, writers, musicians, artists would all come together and critique their, each other's work. So, um, it kind of became like a lost art form of that, um, just collaboration within these spaces. And, and so now that it's more of like, you know, it's just a place to get your, your juice or, uh you know, get your fix. Uh, so you can continue on with the rest of your busy day, or it's a place to work, um, which I do think there is value in it. The thing that I'd like to see is to have something that can create like events, for example, that people can attend and meet other people and collaborate. Um, so generally speaking, you know, I see that more often than not, as well as like, I'm starting to see people try to incorporate, but it's really passively incorporating the arts. Yeah. So they'll have like a local artist on you know, there, but they're not really taking care of the work. They're not really like advertising it, that it's for sale. Um, and that's something that I want to really focus on is the aspect of like, yes, I don't have to convince you to drink your coffee because I know my coffee's good. And <laughs> that's, you know, like coffee's coffee and people are gonna buy coffee or, or they're not. And, but artwork is a different story.
0: Yeah, what, what has influenced your artwork? I see all these pieces um, from the moon to Frida Kahlo or Spooky Queen. Uh, what what yeah. has influenced you in, in all these artworks?
1: So my inspiration primarily just like is derived from my own experiences of growing up with spirituality and um, just kind of trying to find my own identity um and that's why Bruhako is like general is the premise of like finding our own identity because i do think that art is for healing it is for self-exploration in a society that doesn't necessarily encourage that um and so i do think that my artwork even before i could even say all this was my own therapy of trying to navigate you know school the school system and navigating just the world um as a latina woman and you know getting through you know for us in the south side of chicago underserved population. so um for me it's deeply personal and i think it really and i think this is true for every artist it encapsulates like different parts of ourselves and so my artwork has kind of that mixture of self introspection and, you know, whimsy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I really like this quote that I see from you. All my art is a representation of myself, but when I'm at my lowest, I paint myself to disrupt that sadness. It is difficult. I see a stranger, a beautiful stranger. Um, can we, would you mind elaborating on that?
1: Yeah. So this is something that I, um have been working on like i guess like wording it and like being able to describe this experience because i think for a very long time i was just painting myself and um and people would ask like why do you do this like and i'm just like like you know kind of nervous so i'm like trying to say what it really is um but for me, art has always served as a disruptor of reality. And so the idea of the goes beyond our identity. It also goes beyond like, you know, how we engage in escapism and reality. And so for me, art is the middle ground of like processing those feelings of reality, but also for a moment being able to like remove myself from that. Um, For me, like, growing up, and for a lot of women, um, we, you know, we grow up knowing diet culture, like, like the back of our hand. And it and it goes beyond that, like beauty standards and all that stuff. Um, so having to navigate those those feelings of like, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, nobody will ever like me because x, y, and z. Um, I paint myself because at some point, like dealing with eating disorders and, you know, body dysmorphia, I can't really see who's in the mirror anymore. And so if I go to my, you know, artistic skills of like, okay, I'm gonna draw what I see, not what I know, because in that moment, it feels like that is what I know. Like, this is somebody I don't know. Like, this is somebody that is, you know, Grotesque. And so, what I do is I paint myself as I see myself in that moment to, to really start seeing who I am. And that's when I start seeing the beauty because it's like I, you know, my artwork, I, it's very colorful and bright, um, even despite like the different um, uh, emotions that are evoked in them. So, when I see it, it's like, yeah, I see the sad person on occasion, but I don't see that grotesque figure that I see in the mirror. I see it, see her as her, not as you know, like my mind trying to confuse me.
0: And so, what events have led you to even create this business?
1: Oh. But there's a lot. I mean, I think like Bruja Co, like I said, encompasses so many different things that, um, you know, it starts off with the artwork that I've been doing since I was little. I think I started doing it around when I was like two or three. Um, And I never really stopped. I did it at school. I did it at home. um, Whenever I was bored, whenever I was visiting somewhere else, like I always did art. And so that was just kind of a given, despite people telling me that like artists don't make money until they die. Um, so like for a second, I like strayed away from it because you know that being kind of like the messaging get like that I was getting. Yeah. Um, like I strayed away from it, but I came back to it um, because I was like, no, I'm gonna find a way to make this work. I'm gonna make find a way to you know cool, like combine all my loves. Um, Later on, I picked up music, um, and so started getting into the music scene and um, really starting to kind of envision this world that I wanted to create. Um, And then, you know, once university hit, I, you know, my mom bought me this coffee maker and I got like the Starbucks Verona blend and I never had touched it before until like, it was like midterms or something. And my friend was like, I've never had coffee before. Let's try it. And we did. And it led to this thing um, that we th- that, this tradition that we called um, cafecito y chisme. Mm-hmm. And so every time something went down or we had to do homework, cafecito y chisme, cafecito y chisme. And so we did this basically almost every other day. It wasn't like, you know, infrequent. And it's just kind of something that inspired me to think of coffee shops as that space of combining cafecito y chisme with the arts. Mm. And so it kind of just like developed over my entire life. But I would say like about eight years ago was when I decided that this was going to be something that I was gonna make happen regardless of anything.
0: And through your journey, what, or have, what have been some moments of success or accomplishments that you've encountered?
1: Sorry, uh, could you repeat that again?
0: Through your, through your journey, what have been some moments of success or accomplishments that you have encountered?
1: Oh my gosh, I mean like it is overwhelming to think of the successes because I think oftentimes I focus on the like the the failures, but mm-hmm. I mean, looking at even this year, like, I quit my full-time job to pursue this full-time. I'm in my studio right now. I'm in a shop. Um, I'm looking to expand further, mobile coffee, bar. Um, There are opportunities like this that, um, you know, I'm doing as well. Um, Seeing how my website has, like, come together. um, What are, like, other things? Like, you know, even thinking of scholarships that I've won, because this is my idea. Um, So for example, I worked with kimchi creative recently to um, really make my brand cohesive and, you know, work on developing the image that I have in my head in words as well. Um, The other one, uh, which I don't think I'm supposed to announce yet. So I'm just going to keep that to myself, but, um, If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know.
0: (laughs) Um, And so now, where have been some moments of growth or moments where you you really learned a lot about owning a business and going through your journey?
1: Those are endless, and I know I'm always going to be encountering them, but there are little things like... I, like, like for example, like when, before I decided to open this store, I was convinced that I was like a hundred percent ready. I was like, you know what? I laid the groundwork. Mm-hmm. I, I have all this stuff, like, you know, I can barely fit in my own room because of how much stuff I have. And I I went into it not knowing what to expect, like what my budget would be, or like, even like the little expenses, like the mop how much does a mop cost how much does light cost Mm. um just kind of learning toilet paper like learning those little things like okay parking is there like anything else that i need to learn about because now every cent matters versus before when i was a full-time employee and i was doing the business i always had something to fall back on now that i'm on my own two feet i'm like oh no we cannot function like that anymore um so (laughs) this year again has been like one of the biggest learning curves for me because it's beyond just creating you know artwork and doing accounting it's beyond just going to events and selling it's about let's like, learning about SEO and like newsletters and how do you remain relevant to your consumers? Um, how do you get loans? Like how do you you know those little things that well they're not little but like the big things that I wouldn't necessarily think about if I never got the shop. Um, so you know, I my my savings took a giant dip, but like climbing back out of it has been, you know, like with every failure, there's always like learning to be done and there's success at the end of the road. So um, I could keep going on that. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> I, I just want to know, like, how do you manage, you know, work-life balance, you know, with that being said?
1: Ooh, um, that one's, I mean, like, I'm still trying to figure it out just to, cause it, I mean, when it's your passion, mm-hmm it's kind of hard to separate your your work and your home life and something that i have been attempting to implement not fully is um you know giving myself a schedule Mm -hmm. and saying like at 8 p.m we're done like we're not doing anymore we're going home because it's not beneficial to you because you're probably not gonna be productive at that point either way. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you have to leave despite it being your passion. It's still a job at the end of the day. So um, for me, it's, it's knowing when to stop and when to quit. So um, usually y- I can tell with myself of knowing that, uh, you know, like I'm tired, I'm staring, I've stared at this computer for 10 minutes. <laughs> I need to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it love it and so now like what advice do you have for um young latina entrepreneurs who are really just trying to get in right now
1: i mean for everybody i think this is even like for people who have been in business for a while and just feel like maybe it's not for them it's just keep going there will always be failures like get real comfortable with encountering failures and knowing that, you know, it's a learning experience of things to do better next time, um, in the same right, also be kind to yourself. Um, cause you're not going to be perfect. And every time you reach this level of perfection that you thought you wanted five years ago, mm-hmm. there's going to be more that you want for yourself. So just keep going, like get comfortable with failure celebrate those successes and be kind to yourself
0: and so part of this company is really a communal and so what are your thoughts about cooperative economics
1: i say that everybody should be implementing them into their business whenever and wherever they can um it goes down to like who are you getting your products from to how who you are hiring to um something that i haven't done on my website but something that i'm very adamant about is hiring women of color um because for us in in and being in creative spaces they don't really exist um it's a very male-dominated um industry for both art and music and coffee roasting. And so for me it's beyond just hiring women of color it's also educating on business or educating or trying to uplift them through whatever they're trying to achieve if it's just a side gig for the next year so be it you know um so for for me it's imperative that we like implement this into our business practices because part of being able to support our own community is financially backing it.
0: And and so like with that, where do you see your business in five years?
1: Oh, in five years, I want a whole roastery. I want three stores. <laughs> um, I I mean like right now, I I work alone, and it's because I'm essentially uh, laying down, relaying down the groundwork again. Mm-hmm. But I'm already looking at. Um, mobile coffee bars um, to spread out around the city and hire people to be in charge of those. Um, so in five years, my hopes is to at least have another store in the city, cause I'm in the border of Chicago right now in the suburbs, um, but I was born and raised in the city. I want something that where we can be present and you know people know who we are and what we do and you know hopefully just keep growing from there and keep financially backing the communities that i serve
0: would you mind just elaborating what are exactly our mobile coffee shops sorry what was that would you mind elaborating what exactly are mobile coffee shops
1: yeah so i mean if y'all seen the paleteros (laughs) that's what i want but in coffee like i would love if somebody walked around like with coffee at all times like at you know because it's always a pleasant surprise um so you know mobile coffee shops can look like anything they could look like food trucks but coffee trucks um so you know you just pop up to this park um and you know you sell your coffee, or they can look like literally like those cards. Um, they can get as high tech as like these um, electric bikes um, that have like all these devices, and that's what I'm looking at. Um, and you can again drive or bike around and see if anybody buys coffee, or you can sign up to do events like vending events or art shows where people buy coffee from you. Um, Another example would be like uh, sometimes people hire for their weddings like a coffee bar in the morning, Um, or there's like um, other options of doing uh, a a corporate work uh, for corporate events. Um, So it's like it's essentially just like a mobile coffee shop that you can take anywhere or somebody can rent it out. Um, But, you know, they're really
0: expensive. (laughs) Uh, What is your favorite coffee? Like, um, which type of coffee?
1: Oh, we're like so I have different blends. Like with my coffee, um, my main, um, coffee blend that I have right now is called Amor Eterno for obvious reasons. Um, but it is Java Ethiopian and Mexican bean. Um, so I don't have the licensing yet to direct work with farmers in other parts of the country um so i actually work with a local coffee shop here where i rent the roaster and they they have their importing license and they do fair trade um with all the the farmers in different parts of the world um and so i just get the coffee from them but my goal is to work directly with different people around the world and different farmers to ensure that my coffee is ethically sourced, and that there is no abuse happening. Um, the coffee industry is I mean, food industry, let me correct myself, <laughs> really is terrible to people outside of I mean, even in the US, like, it, like, it's just awful conditions for people. And so something that I definitely want to make sure and it goes back to that cooper- uh, cooperative, cooperative um, economics. Uh, thing is making sure that what's happening, you know, not in front of your face, like you never know what's happening and you have to be able to visit those coffee um, farms or whatever it is. Like you have like to see that is, is anybody, is anybody being underpaid or is there any like child labor happening? Um, So
0: yeah. Now next, um, I'd like to speak about um, have you speak about the art exhibits that you host and all these events that you host when you're just like sharing a bit about that?
1: Yeah, I know. I do everything under the sun. So there's like <laughs> there's like layers upon layers of it. But um, the the idea behind the events that I throw is that it's like a mobile coffee shop. It's a pop-up coffee shop. Um, yes, there are art um, and usually like I have a taquera or like a takedo outside. Um, and because of the layout of my space um or like just some food vendor that is here present so people can buy coffee and food and then go look around it at other art artisans and um so i host these events at my shop um usually every other month because it takes a lot of work and i want to ensure that every single one of my vendors leaves happy Mm -hmm. um and their pockets full so Um, I basically manage the entire event. I reach out to local artists, local uh, food makers, and put together this just beautiful little community event of art, music, and, you know, food and coffee. It's specifically to highlight, you know, the ofrendas and like where the ofrendas come from. I have a guest speaker for that, um, that is taking us on, on a journey on talking about essentially the indigenous and the indigenous and practices of um, Day of the Dead and where this practice came from prior to the colonization. So, um, you know, I try to incorporate different types of, um, you know, guest speakers, musicians or, um, whoever they may be, poets, to, you know, not only just enjoy our, you know, our world and the beauty and art, but to also educate.
0: So thank you all so much. Um, We have, um, the last thing is, like, your últimas palabras. What is, like, your one-minute commercial, share about your business, anything you want to share out, please do.
1: Well, you can always find me at anything that says Brujaco, B-R-E-W-J-A-C-O. Um, that is Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, even uh, my website is www.bruja.co. Um And yeah, that's pretty much it. I have coffee, I have art, I have a cool website. And yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Esperanza, for sharing with us and joining us today. For everyone at home, again, make sure you follow at Brujaco.com. And check her website on Bruja.co. That is B-R-E-W-J-A dot Also, make sure you follow us on social media at Latin underscore Entertainment. And check us out on all our platforms from Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. And get ready for our next week's episode. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, support Latina businesses.